What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name is Michael Roman. Today we have a ton of quick updates from actors themselves, Ryan Reynolds, Anthony Mackie, and a couple of huge updates as far as filming on Shang-Chi and Falcon in the Winter Soldier. We're just going to bounce around and update you guys everything that was said from the actors and of course what's going on with filming on the productions for Marvel Phase 4. But first, if you could grab the subscribe button, we're still giving away this insane one-fourth scale beta ray bill at 750,000 subscribers and this December our third and final Infinity Saga box set. All you have to do to be entered to win, hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment on this video. And if you want, stick around at the end of the video. We'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there. So in case you missed it on social media, this past week was Ryan Reynolds' birthday. And in one tweet in particular from fellow Canadian and retired astronaut Chris Hadfield, poking fun at him via a Deadpool fire hydrant, telling him to watch out for dogs, he tweeted out and replied, thanks, Chris. Deadpool 3 is practically writing itself. And remember this on the heel of Kevin Feige reportedly wanting to sign him to what is the biggest and longest deal in MCU history. And of course, while Ryan Reynolds was simply having some fun with his friend saying that that joke would somehow make it into the script and obviously it won't, it is really nice to hear Ryan Reynolds talking about the writing process and referencing that film in pre-production, especially in proximity to last week's report. Now in a lot more exciting news, it's being reported officially that Falcon and the Winter Soldier have effectively wrapped on filming in Prague and the entirety of the series. Remember, after filming a little here in the U.S. after they made it back from the COVID-19 measures, they headed overseas to finish. Now the series officially done. That's super exciting twofold. A, for those of us hoping to get a trailer attached to WandaVision in the next 60 days, and B, for the rest of us who just want this released sometime in the spring of next year if the principal photography is indeed done. All that's left now is the CGI, which we know they had started on somewhat when some of the photography was done earlier this year. We can all breathe a sigh of relief and just hope for some update or the the trailer in just the next couple of months. Now, we actually got some quotes directly from Anthony Mackie, as reported by SciFi.com, regarding what happened with the filming over there. Quote, everybody's afraid of each other. The food is bad because they have to pack it up somewhere else and bring it to us in Ziploc bags. Yeah, it's awful. Literally, you're living in quarantine. It's not like the NBA bubble where they had a barbershop and friends to hang out with, Mackie said. Quote, no, if you get within six feet of somebody, there's a little dude coming up and poking you with a stick saying, you have to move. It's rough. Now, at least they're finished filming because that does sound seriously rough. And if you guys have ever been on set, especially for any of these major motion pictures, which I have just a couple of times, uh, the crafty, as they refer to the food and the atmosphere, is obviously a lot better than what he's describing here. But for the rest of us fans who didn't have to be on set, it's just great news that it's done. Anthony Mackie, we are very looking forward to seeing you suited up as Captain America. Now, in other news, as far as MCU films that have finished filming, it's being reported that Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings has wrapped filming in San Francisco as well. Remember, this was one of the very first projects to get back to filming down under in Australia, and they had just in the last couple of weeks moved filming from there to San Francisco. Well, apparently that has wrapped as well. Can make fans just as excited about the Falcon in the Winter Soldier. Hopefully, if Shang-Chi is still coming out in summer of next year, if Marvel is going to actually release movies in theaters, this is right on track to do so as well. Fans can maybe breathe a little sigh of relief where we just had Black Widow in the Eternals done filming. We've got Shang-Chi and the Falcon in the Winter Soldier wrapped as well. And if you're wondering about WandaVision, Scarlet Witch herself, Elizabeth Olsen, was set to be at a Comic-Con today. In fact, that had to be canceled because of the scheduling arrangements for filming. They are hard at work on that, and I'm guessing that'll be wrapped in the next 15 to 30 days as well. Considering that's the only one that's slated to come out in this calendar year, we really better hope that that's the case. But guys, it's not completely out of the realm of possibility for a studio to be working on CGI for 
some of the last episodes in the season after some of the first episodes have aired. They'll basically have over a month to do so. So as long as the principal photography is wrapped by the time the first episode is slated to come out, which we still don't have an official release date by, we're going to be okay. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below. Which of these you're the most hyped for? Does it make you feel a little bit better that Shang-Chi and Falcon and the Winter Soldier are now done filming? Let me know all your thoughts down below, and quickly, let's get into the giveaway stuff. We're still giving away this insane one-fourth scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill. All you have to do to be entered to win, hit the subscribe button, and make sure to leave a comment down below. That'll automatically enter you to win all the rest of the prizes we give away here at the channel, like this third and final Infinity Saga box set. We already gave away two earlier this year. We're giving this one away probably on New Year's Eve sometime during December in the holiday season. Either way, if you want to be entered to win the Beta Ray Bill, this Infinity Saga box set, or any of the future prizes next year, again, all the same rules apply. Make sure you're a subscriber. Leave that comment down below and stick around. We'll be posting again real, real soon. My name's Michael Roman. This is Everything Always. Guys, thanks for checking out the channel. Hey, so I just got home and uh, I'm in Atlanta. Just been delivered a package. That package is an iPad. And on that iPad is a script. This pillow's doing my nothing. And that script is Spider-Man 3. So I'm about to find out what I'm gonna be doing for the next five months. I'm not gonna tell you anything about it because I've learned my lesson. But um, I'm so excited. Oh shit. I this iPad. Um, okay, I'm gonna read this now and I can't wait and I'll speak to you all soon. What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name's Michael Roman. Our second official update from Tom Holland today confirming he has received the script for Spider-Man 3 and for a minute there when he turned that laptop or iPad around I thought he was going to reveal the title much in the way he did for Far From Home two years ago. Alas, it wasn't to be the case. But remember, Sony has confirmed that we will get an official first look teaser trailer for Spider-Man 3 some point this year which means we're going to learn the title and very soon. Guys, let me know how hyped you are for Spider-Man down below and quickly let's get into the giveaway stuff we're still giving away our insane one-fourth scale beta ray bill and our third and final infinity saga box set all you have to do to be entered to win hit the subscribe button then leave a comment down below because it's truly random. The more videos you comment on, the better chance you have of winning. Hit the notification bell with notifications turned on to make sure you're keeping up with the videos. And of course, if you enjoyed the video, hit the like button. My name is Michael Roman. This is everything always, guys. Thanks for checking out the channel and stick around. We'll be posting more Spider-Man 3 updates and everything related to the MCU very, very soon. Okay, so we just landed in Atlanta and uh, <laughs> it's time for Spider-Man 3. Let's go! Well, I gotta be honest, that's the best news I've heard in a long time. Tom Holland on his own social media posting this video, officially landing in Atlanta to start filming on Spider-Man 3, which sort of puts an end to the rumors that they had started production a couple of weeks ago in New York. Got a hand it to industry insider Charles Murphy. It was a major point of contention, and he held firm with no, they hadn't started yet, they were about to. We now have that confirmed from Tom Holland himself, and of course, we'll get a lot more updates in the coming weeks, but I would suspect this is maybe the last Last time we're going to hear from Tom Holland and especially on his social media given the fact he's leaked spoilers in the past I wouldn't be surprised if they keep him off that and a complete embargo from all social media posts until they're done filming and considering this won't come out until the end of next year 
Tom and the rest of the cast are going to have to do a great job keeping all the spoilers under wraps. Guys, let me know how you feel about this down below. I'm sure a ton of you are hype. Let's get into the giveaway stuff quickly before I let you go. Remember to hit the subscribe button and then leave a comment down below. That'll enter you to win our third and final Infinity Saga box set we're giving away in just a couple of months, regardless of the subscriber count. If you missed the two winner announcements for the PlayStation 4 Pros, that's just a couple of videos back on the Shang-Chi roster video. Again, all the same rules will always apply to win all of the prizes here at the channel. Hit the subscribe button to make sure you're a subscriber, then leave a comment down below because it's truly random. The more videos you comment on, the better chance you have of winning. Then make sure to hit the notification bell with notifications turned on to keep up with the channel. Of course, if you enjoyed today's video, smash that like button. My name is Michael Roman. This is Everything Always, guys. Thanks for checking out the channel and stick around. We'll be posting again real, real soon. What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name's Michael Roman. Now of all of the titles officially announced at Marvel Studios Phase 4 San Diego Comic-Con 2019 Hall H, the one we've heard the least about has undoubtedly been Blade. In fact, some films that weren't talked about during that reveal, like Guardians of the Galaxy 3, have had way more press and or been moved up in pre-production. Well, in the last week or so, we finally got official updates. One, what's going on behind the camera and behind the scenes. The second one from Mahershala Ali himself and what the character means and how excited he is to bring him to the silver screen. We're going to break down both these updates, one from The Hollywood Reporter on what's going on with the script, and the second, again, from Mahershala Ali on a recent podcast. But first, if you could grab the subscribe button, we're still giving away this insane one-fourth scale Beta Ray Bill at 750,000 subscribers, and of course, our third and final Infinity Saga box set during December at the end of the year. All you have to do to be entered to win, hit the subscribe button, then leave a comment down below, and if you want, make sure to stick around to the end of the video. We'll get into all the giveaways stuff again there. So first up, the article from The Hollywood Reporter, re-reported by the Diz Insider, speaking about diversity behind the camera, but that currently Mahershala Ali's Blade was looking for a writer for the script. Again, we haven't had any updates about this film since its official announcement. They mentioned that in the article, but go on to say that they are starting to populate the behind the camera, the cast and crew, and of course the writers to get the script done, which would be the first step before moving on to find a director. Again, this great news that it's in its earliest stages of pre-production, and we should hear more about this in the coming year. Now, in a totally separate article and podcast, The Tightrope Podcast, they had Mahershala Ali, and he spoke about his connection to Blade, why he initially reached out for the role in the first place, and his desire to bring a darker-sided character to the MCU, quote, So I did this Marvel show for Netflix called Luke Cage, right? And so in doing that show, the day that it premiered, I had turned to my agent and had said, what are they doing with Blade? Because I kept hearing they were trying to find a way to remake it and put it back together. And it was exciting for me to be able to be in that Marvel space and TV, but my goal had always been film, but also being able to participate in television in a very specific way that had real meaning. But my larger goal was really to be able to navigate between film and television. So I turned to my agent and I said, you know, what are they doing with Blade? And he goes, I'll check on it. And it was a long process of them speaking about, at least in the television division, they really wanted to make it a TV show again. But not necessarily, I'm trying to reacquire the rights still, some other things like that, so it took a couple of years. But it was really my participation in Luke Cage that sparked the idea, married with being so inspired by Wesley Snipes' work and how much it changed since his iteration of Blade and how that had really sort of ushered in an era of Marvel and DC sort of comic book stuff. And so for me, I just felt like we were having these conversations about bringing it back into being. I just wanted to be considered for it because it definitely had a connection. And in my mind, at least to Wesley Snipes going all the way back to high school, when people used to joke and say we looked alike and stuff, Wesley was someone who I recognized 
organized and it had an impact on my confidence and just in me sort of kind of like standing there in my own truth and own strength in a certain way. So I always kind of followed his choices and really was inspired by his work and so many others by Wesley in particular. And so I just brought it up as someone who wanted to, I really wanted to take on that role and tackle that. And also I love that it's darker. That's all in terms of the tone. He's a little bit darker than some of the other ones. And so that element was very attractive to me. Now, first up, if you didn't watch the Netflix series, Luke Cage, Mahershala Ali famously portrayed Cottonmouth. He did an excellent job and it's easy to see where this darker sided character is in an interest to him. And when he says compared to the other ones, he's talking about something like Captain America, Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. And while the content of the Avengers films, this is going to be very different. We've talked about it at length at the channel and it's interesting. I recently saw an article titled why Blade doesn't have to be rated R. Of course, monster violence in blood is a little bit different than human violence. If you go back and watch the original Avengers films or even the most recent Black Widow, you'll see a lot of people getting shot, but no blood. That's because there's only so much you can do within the confines of PG-13. I've always argued this at the channel, we don't talk about it a lot here, that the audience for Marvel Studios is actually a little bit older than you'd think. The demographics here at the channel indicate that it's mostly 18 to 45 year olds that watch the MCU and that's because well if you're young Iron Man 1 probably came out before you were born that means that they could easily do a rated R label for characters like Deadpool characters like Blade and really open up how much they're able to do with the character to give them an accurate portrayal look I'm gonna be okay with Blade if it's PG-13 and I trust them to be able to get it done my question though is that how much better served would it be by rated R when you have multiple characters that would be served by that label, including none other than The Punisher, who we all want to see John Bernthal back. There have been several rumors we've covered at the channel, but that would need to be rated R to keep up with what he deserves as a character. And of course, this all leads to an eventual Midnight Suns crossover, which you could argue would be even cooler under a rated R label. They're going to be able to get away with a lot because this is going to be monster violence, but for a character like The Punisher and what we already expected from his Netflix series, and of course what we expect from Deadpool, I don't know how they're going to be able to do this. And then I think there's room for them to have their own rated R solo films and crossover universe, but then make those characters PG-13 when they show up in the main part of the MCU. And so it really makes you think about that anonymous 4chan leak that we got a couple weeks back talking about this Disney Max label, which they would do rated R content even for the MCU. And I'm wondering if there's any validity to that. There are a lot of characters, as I mentioned in this video, that would definitely do well under that label. And because most of the audience that already pays for tickets and has access to Disney Plus and this sort of thing would be in for rated R, you could say that they were better serving their audience, right? They have a lot of kids stuff, but they don't really have anything specifically for adults. I'd be in for it. I think a lot of you guys would too. Let me know all your thoughts down below how hype you are for Blade. And if you, like me, are just a little curious why it took so long to get the ball rolling in their defense, there's a really good chance that Mahershala Ali and Marvel Studios ironed this out right before that Comic-Con announcement. So everything they had been working on, like Black Widow, The Eternals, even the animated What If, were much further down the line. That was something they just agreed in principle, work out the terms later sort of thing. Either way, let me know how hype you are. And quickly, let's get into the giveaway stuff before 
before I let you go. Okay, we just announced the winners of the last two PlayStation 4 Pros a couple of videos back. That was the Shang-Chi roster video. If you missed that announcement, scroll back. We are still giving away this awesome one-fourth scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill. Guys, this is almost a full three feet tall, museum quality, awesomely sculpted. If you haven't seen these, these are definitely not action figures. We're giving this away at 750,000 subscribers. And of course, our third and final Infinity Saga box set. Now, we already gave two away earlier in the year. This one we're giving away most likely on New Year's Eve. It'll be sometime in December, regardless of the subscriber count. If you want to be entered to win or the Beta Ray Bill or any of the other prizes we're giving away at the channel, of course, we will be switching over to the PlayStation 5 once we have them in hand. With all the delays to pre-order, though, I'm not going to actually start giving them away until we've got them. All the same rules will always apply. Make sure to hit the subscribe button because you have to be a subscriber here at the channel. Leave a comment down below and because it's truly random. The more videos that you comment on, the better chance you have of winning. Then make sure to hit the notification bell with notifications turned on to keep up with our videos. And of course, if you enjoyed the video, smash that like button. My name's Michael Roman. Thanks for checking out the channel. If you guys want to connect with me on just one step further, I've been streaming most nights on Twitch. That's Twitch TV forward slash Novellan. And of course, you can follow me over on Instagram at I am fires. You'll see a lot of Marvel memes and occasionally some pictures of my dogs. Guys, thanks for checking out the channel and stick around. We'll be posting again real, real soon. Welcome back to New Rockstars, I'm Eric Voss, and one hidden undercurrent linking all of Marvel Studios' Phase 4 storylines from imminent ones like WandaVision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier to ones more on the horizon like the Nick Fury series and Miss Marvel is the way each of these titles will do its part to establish the new Avengers. Now, I've been talking about this just a bit with characters like those twins in WandaVision, most likely being Wiccan, Billy Kaplan, and Speed, Tommy Shepard, based on the West Coast Avengers comics, I'm pretty sure it's partly adapting the fridge art in the shape of a B for Billy and another shape we're all pretending is a T for Tommy, but most strikingly a hint of a red glow on the fingertips of one of those babies, perhaps Wiccan inheriting his mama's red chaos magic. Add these to the other kids we've been talking about, Cassie Lang returning in Ant-Man 3 as Stature, Hawkeye's protege Kate Bishop appearing in Hawkeye, and we're starting to see a young Avengers lineup coming together in the MCU. But there is one other newcomer that I think we overlooked, but one who might have just confirmed exactly how Marvel Phase 4 will introduce these characters, I'm talking about Kamala Khan, with Iman Vellani recently announced to play the teenage superhero in the upcoming Marvel Disney Plus series, Miss Marvel, maybe coming as soon as next year. Believe it or not, we might have gotten our hands on one of the most revelatory inside scoops on this series, honestly a much clearer picture than most of the other MCU titles in the pipeline, that exposes Marvel's secret plan to interconnect the various MCU Phase 4 titles. I'm going to break down what we have learned, and spoiler warning if you prefer to stay in the Dark. I get it, sometimes this hot goss is just a little too hot from Hot Voss. So hot right now. Now to be clear, Kamala Khan has been associated with the Avengers and teams like the Champions and the New Avengers, but the Young Avengers lineup consists of Iron Lad, Hulkling, Patriot, Wiccan, Hawkeye Kate Bishop, Stature, a new version of Vision, and Speed. Later versions added Kid Loki, Miss America aka America Chavez, Marvel Boy, and Prodigy. Now in addition to Wiccan, Speed, Stature, and Kate Bishop, 
of these MCU titles could also be setting up America Chavez, with Xochi Gomez recently cast in an unconfirmed role in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, whom many of us believe could be the star-kicking multiverse hopper America Chavez. Now, Iron Lad could come about a few different ways. Jonathan Majors was cast as Kang the Conqueror, we think, who is technically Nathaniel Richards' Iron Lad from the distant future, though others are hoping the return of Harley Keener at Tony's funeral in Avengers Endgame could mean he could follow in Tony Stark's footsteps as an Iron Lad-type figure. But Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, has a different backstory. She's a relatively recent addition to the Marvel comics, introduced in the Captain Marvel comic in 2013 before getting her own run in 2014. Kamala is a Pakistani-American Muslim teenager living in New Jersey. Then she gets covered by a Terrigen mist and becomes an inhuman. She cocoons up, and inside that cocoon, she sees a vision of her heroes, Carol Danvers, Captain America, Iron Man, giving Kamala the chance to take whatever form she wants. And she emerges from that cocoon in the appearance of Carol Danvers, saves a couple lives, but it doesn't last long. Really, she just has the power to shapeshift, to stretch her body, embiggen her limbs. She ends up following in the footsteps of Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, and Kamala takes on the name of Ms. Marvel. You might know her from Marvel's Avengers game. She's such a cool character who teaches us a lot about the interesting cultural life of growing up as a Muslim American in New Jersey. She dreams of being able to eat bacon and cheeseburgers, but her parents don't let her eat that. She's just really great. But one of the updates I was most interested to hear about her was the report that before Kamala appears in her own solo series on Disney+, Plus, she's going to first be introduced in another mystery MCU title. Now, Captain Marvel 2 seems like the obvious one, right? But that won't come until July 2022, and Miss Marvel series is expected to release before that. So that tells us she's probably going to team up with one of these other MCU heroes coming sooner. And based on some interesting clues, I have a pretty strong suspicion that she is first going to appear in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But before we continue, thank you to Grammarly for sponsoring this video. Grammarly is a digital writing assistant that helps more than 20 million people write more clearly and effectively every day. Grammarly Premium helps you look professional by keeping your writing concise and effective. The job market is tough right now, and if you're hustling on LinkedIn or emailing potential employers, you really can't afford spelling mistakes or grammar mistakes, other written mistakes. So Grammarly is super easy to install in your browser from the link in the description, and they offer a free version that reviews critical spelling and grammar mistakes. But I find Grammarly Premium's Clarity AI super helpful. A blue underline shows up on my emails and documents when I'm being overly wordy or redundant. It just helps me point out the words I don't need and get to the point. And I'm telling you, this helps me in everything I'm using. Like when I'm on Gmail and I'm drafting up an email to a coworker or a family member, Grammarly just nicely drops in here to say, hey, maybe you could say things this way. Hey, maybe you could use a bullet. Your coworkers will be less confused by what you're trying to say and your family members might love you more. Grammarly Premium also has vocabulary suggestions that help you replace boring or bland words with better options and formatting suggestions for things like bulleted lists that make it easy for your reader to understand your core message. Just go to Grammarly.com slash New Rockstars to sign up for a free account and get 20% off Grammarly Premium today. Again, that's Grammarly.com slash New Rockstars. Okay, okay, so around the time Iman Vellani was officially cast as Marvel's Kamala Khan, another actress who claimed to have auditioned for this role decided to prove it by releasing what she said was the script pages she read in her audition, as well as the non-disclosure agreement she signed promising to keep all this a secret. Maybe not the smartest move against the Disney Galactic Empire, which I assume is why you can no longer find her account. Now, in the industry, these script pages are just called sides. They're really just written up for casting purposes with placeholder dialogue, different names, most of the time 
never in the final shooting script in this form, or at least heavily, heavily rewritten. So yes, take these pages with a huge grain of salt, but still, they might give us a general thematic scope of the kind of relationships and themes Kamala Khan and Marvel's next class of Avengers will be dealing with. Like, for example, I find it interesting that Hana, I assume the placeholder name used for Kamala, cites the Falcon and the Winter Soldier as her go-to Avengers. Now, yes, initially the dialogue is covered, but later on the Jake character mistakenly calls them the Eagle and the Winter Soldier, so I assume Falcon was the other bird there. But she calls both of them superheroes, suggesting to me that we might not be talking to Kamala Khan's sidekick character from the comics, Bruno, who admittedly does have pretty good hair, but rather another young hero with a bit of an inferiority complex. It's also interesting that the Jake character makes a delicious flatbread, yet admits that he doesn't relate with her struggle to balance with the multiple cultural identities that she feels are thrust upon her. Presumably Jake must feel pretty assimilated, but he's out of the loop enough to have no idea who the Falcon Winter Soldier are. One of the other Young Avengers we have talked about being established in these upcoming MCU Phase 4 titles could be Patriot, Eli Bradley, the grandson of Isaiah Bradley, the black Captain America who was erased from history. Actor Carl Lumley was cast in a mystery role in the Falcon Winter Soldier that many of us have speculated could be Isaiah Bradley, a kind of thematic reflection to Sam Wilson about how their government doesn't want them to be the shield-bearing hero. In the Young Avengers comics, Eli Bradley reveals that he never actually got a blood transfusion from his grandfather to make him super strong. He was actually juicing on the mutant growth hormone, but after getting off the drug, he still stays on the team in a leadership role. That could explain this character situation here. A kid familiar with the Cap legend, but not so much the lesser-known Avengers, himself a non-super superhero. And maybe it's nothing, but you know, that kind of flatbread, while known for the Indian subcontinent cuisine, is also a big part of Jamaican dishes and lots of Caribbean food. I'm just saying it's very possible that the Falcon the Winter Soldier introduces a young Eli Bradley as a future successor to the Shield, a kid who just so happens to be friends with an Avenger stan named Kamala from Jersey City. It's just that the timing seems a bit convenient, right? Kamala Khan announced right as the Falcon Winter Soldier was in the middle of reshoots and right as it was reported that Kamala would first come out in another MCU title, while other young Avengers get established throughout this universe, I think Kamala and Eli could lead the assembly of those new Avengers. Discuss these nerdy theories with me on New Rockstar's official Discord server by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash newrockstars. Subscribe to New Rockstars here on YouTube, hit that notification bell, follow me on Instagram at EAVoss, follow New Rockstars. Thank you for watching and remember, vote! villains that we now have in our universe happen to be characters that are in the Sinister Six. There may be something that happens in that. No matter where he goes, the world is going to be different for him. Here's the real blockbuster. Brace yourselves, you might want to sit out. Spider-Man's name is Peter Parker. What the f- No more hiding. Welcome back everyone, it's Charlie. This is gonna be my new Spider-Man 3 Sinister Six video. There's a whole bunch of new details. Obviously, Amy Pascal teasing that they're building up to big MCU Sinister Six, so we'll break it all down. If you're brand new to the channel, be sure to subscribe to get all the videos. They're filming Spider-Man 3 right now as we speak. Some of you who live near where they're filming may have spotted some of the cast already. 
we'll do a new Amazon giveaway. All you have to do to enter is be a subscriber and let me know who you want to be on their Sinister Six roster. And I will explain who they have so far. They actually have five of the major members. There's still a mystery sixth person that they need to introduce though. But starting with the big stuff first, number five, Recently, Tom Holland just finished filming on his Uncharted movie, and they've started filming on Spider-Man 3. Like I said, some of you may have spotted the actors filming on set already. Ned Leeds already looks like he lost a ton of weight. No, I don't think that that means that they're going to turn him into Hobgoblin. I've gotten so many Hobgoblin questions in the last couple of weeks. He's a really young dude. I think he just got to a point in his life when he decided that he wanted to get healthy and he had a reality check moment. So I think he just lost that weight for himself. I don't think it has anything to do with what's going on with him in the movie, but they might have some references to it during the movie. Like, oh, wow, Ned, you just came back after Spider-Man Far From Home and you lost a ton of weight. Amy Pascal did say that the title of the movie would have home in it, just like Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home. So post all your home memes for Spider-Man titles. But the working title while they're on set filming is another Seinfeld reference. They're just referring to the movie as Serenity Now, which is apt given Spider-Man's probable mental state currently after he was doxxed by Mysterio to the whole world and then framed for his murder. Amy Pascal has been talking about them doing a new MCU Sinister Six team for a couple of years now. So with the recent Jamie Foxx, Electro, Amazing Spider-Man announcement in the Doctor Strange 2 crossover multiverse announcement in the reveal that Michael Keaton's Vulture is also probably coming back for another cameo in Spider-Man 3, the new Sinister Six team is just starting to take shape and make a little more sense. Obviously, it's going to be a little bit different than the original Sinister Six comic book team. Marvel tries to be as comic book accurate as possible when doing classic Spider-Man characters. And that's kind of been their M.O. with the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. They started with some of the original comic book villains, like the Vulture debuted in The Amazing Spider-Man number 2. A version of Mysterio also kind of debuted during that same issue right at the beginning. He was camouflaged as an alien, but this is supposed to be Mysterio here. So it makes sense that the new MCU Sinister Six team would be very close to a version of the original comic book Sinister Six team. But we are missing characters like Dr. Octopus and Kraven the Hunter, both of whom were on that original team. Dr. Octopus himself was sort of the leader of that version. Number four, yes, there have been a lot of Kraven the Hunter rumors the past year and big actors saying they'd love to play the character. Earlier this year, there was even that supposed casting leak that Sony and Marvel were looking for a Joel Kinnaman type to play a mystery villain, and everyone just assumed that would be Kraven. There was a bunch of fan art that actually looks pretty fantastic. Recently, Jimmy Kimmel even started using his official accounts in his TV show to start making jokes that he was going to be Kraven in the movie. This is the same clip of him talking to Michael Keaton where he was talking about coming back as Vulture in Spider-Man 3 and coming back as Batman in the Flash movie. You're like a Spider-Man guy, right? Yeah, I'm going to be in the Spider-Man. You're going to be in the next Spider-Man, right? I'm going to be I'm playing Craven the Hunter in the next Spider-Man movie. This is where everybody's supposed to applaud. Thank you. All right. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it should. So we're, you know, we're having discussions, as they say. We're talking about we'll see if it happens. So after you watch that, it should go without saying that Jimmy Kimmel is joking about being Craven in Spider-Man 3. I was blown away by the number of people who were genuinely concerned that that was a real thing. All the stuff about the Vulture coming back and Michael Keaton Batman in future DC movies, that was not a joke. That's why Michael Keaton's saying that he's excited and there's a lot of interesting stuff happening that he hopes works out behind the scenes. That's him basically saying that he's haggling with the studios for all of his Batman stuff. The big thing about him coming back in Spider-Man Marvel movies and DC movies at the same time is really just a scheduling thing. 
Spider-Man 3 is going to be filming for the rest of 2020 and then through the early part of next year, the Flash movie won't start filming till a little bit after that. So as long as they pay him enough money, everything will be fine. Number 3, addressing the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 3 concerns that everyone's been posting about. A lot of you have seen all the announcements about these Sinister Six crossover characters, Doctor Strange being a huge crossover character, more Venom crossover teasers for future Spider-Man versus Venom. And it's starting to give people some PTSD for what happened to Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 3. Way too many villains, way too fast, too many characters to handle, and the movie turned into kind of a mess. You may remember Avia Rod took most of the blame for that in more recent years because he's a producer on the Venom movies. He apologized for trying to do too much too soon, so don't blame Sam Raimi for all that. He is directing Doctor Strange 2, also filming later this year, so he has a solid chance to redeem himself as well. And from the way Jamie Foxx was talking about coming back as Electro, it sounds like he'd be one of the more major villains in Spider-Man 3, so any of the other big Sinister Six stuff that they might be doing during Spider-Man 3 sounds like it'll be relatively minor by comparison. Right now, the roster of core, bigger Sinister Six characters that they have on hand are The Vulture, Scorpion, Shocker, Electro, now with Jamie Foxx's addition, a version of Mysterio, and then they have an open slot for the sixth member, so it could be any number of the original classic Sinister Six villains. Number two, addressing the Spider-Verse, multiverse of it all with Doctor Strange and Electro. The whole theme of Marvel Phase 4 movies is multiverse. Doctor Strange is a huge Avengers crossover character that's supposed to be a new mentor to Spider-Man and Spider-Man 3, just per the official description when the announcement was made. Like Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange is sort of filling in the Iron Man role since his death in Avengers Endgame. They didn't really have a lot of scenes together during Avengers Endgame because the battle scene was so big, but I love their scenes together during Avengers Infinity War, and I feel like Doctor Strange's creative use of portals with Spider-Man's abilities was great during that Thanos fight. Also, Spider-Man is based in New York City, Doctor Strange lives in the Sanctum, which is in Greenwich Village, so Doctor Strange is sort of like the S-tier Avengers character on call in New York City to make another Doctor reference when other heroes run into world-shattering problems that they can't handle on their own, like big multiverse problems. Thank you very much, Scarlet Witch. We'll get more of that in WandaVision with her messing with the multiverse and setting up all these Marvel Phase 4 twists. But Doctor Strange 2 is the next Marvel movie coming out after Spider-Man 3. So if Doctor Strange is crossing over into Spider-Man's movie, it's a fair prediction to make that Spider-Man will also cameo a little in Doctor Strange 2. It's just like Thor showing up in the Doctor Strange post credit scene, then right after in Thor Ragnarok, they had a much bigger Doctor Strange crossover scene with him helping them out. In talking about Electro showing up in the movie as a villain, Jamie Foxx said he wouldn't be blue this time, obviously quickly deleted his post after because Marvel came after him. A lot of fans assumed after they saw that that it meant his Electro would be a different version than the version from the Amazing Spider-Man Andrew Garfield movies, but within that same post, everyone saw that he was also posting Tobey Maguire Andrew Garfield's Spider-Verse art. If the multiverse is such a huge story device during the Marvel Phase 4 movies, Doctor Strange is going to be there, and Amy Pascal has already said the studio has thought about doing live-action Spider-Verse, it's still totally possible that Electro does come from Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man universe, but Marvel just retunes the way that the character looks a little, makes him look a little more like classic Electro from the comics. And a lot of times, the actors don't always know what's going to be in the final version of the movie. Like, they'll get pitched an idea, but by the time the movie comes out, so many things have changed that it's a completely different movie. And yes, of course, number one, there's all those rumors recently about them actually doing full-blown Spider-Verse with cameos from Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield coming back as their versions of Spider-Man. 
There's the weird Tobey Maguire Spider-Man costume that shows up during the Morbius trailer, but until we see some legit actual evidence that that stuff's happening and those actors are coming back, I think it's better to treat it like it won't happen that way. Like Spider-Verse Easter eggs or no Spider-Verse Easter eggs in the movie, those characters probably won't come back. Now that Tom Holland is actually filming Spider-Man 3, we'll just play the waiting game and hope that he does some sort of spoilery thing before the end of the year, dropping some cool details. There was a Sony marketing executive that was quoted recently saying we get a Spider-Man 3 teaser in December before the end of the year, but we'll see if that winds up happening. Everyone post all your theories in the comments below, leave your video requests. The Mandalorian Season 2 Episode 1 is going to be dropping on Friday. That's when my video will post for that. I'll be doing weekly episode videos, so make sure you have alerts enabled for my channel so you get all those. Everyone click here for that brand new Marvel Shang-Chi first look teaser and click here for the brand new Mandalorian Season 2 trailer video. Thank you so much for watching. Everyone stay safe. This is The Way.